Oh, yes, everybody. This is the DFS Army Fantasy Football Show. I am Flex Matt. He is Brandon Adam, and we are here in our final part to a three-part series. Now, originally, uh, (laughs) it was supposed to be a single-part series, but... We ended up having to break it up into three parts just because of our, our emotions got heated on, on some of these top five players. But we are talking 2024 Dynasty Rookies. We first, you can go back and listen to the first one. We talked wide receivers first. Then a couple of days ago, we talked about quarterbacks and tight ends. And today we are going to talk about the running back position. Uh, they needed their own podcast just as all of these guys uh you know need their need their spot here brandon i know you said you wanted me to go first um mm-hmm. you know I, I i i'm not too sure why you might want me to go first because i do believe we both like this player at number one um but that's one trey benson and mm. and in the in the top spot now here's the thing and i'm just being honest here um had jonathan brooks been healthy I, I would have easily slotted him in at one. Okay. Mm. Now it's not that I'm a sizist because my number two uh, running back is a small guy and mm. I do believe in him and uh, we will get to talking about him. But in my opinion, Trey Benson has to be the top running back coming out. He's six one two twenty, Florida state, 21 years old, clocked in at 22 miles per hour this year. Mm, uh, mm, mm, mm. which is so incredibly fast. fast. Now, mm-hmm. I am I think he has good acceleration for his 220-pound size, but I don't think it's an <laughs> elite acceleration. And mm-hmm. and that is some, some of the knock that I have on him. In my personal opinion, he is very much the runner that Derrick Henry is. Um, he just kind of runs, runs upright a little bit, but he gets to that next-level elite speed and he moves like he's 210, 205, but having that yeah. extra 10 pounds, 10, 15, 15 pounds on his frame, to me, it seems like there is just a lot of untapped potential and any open hole in the NFL, I think, can be ran through. We saw that with a lot of guys in the NFL this last year and the year before. I'm talking about Devin Singletary. I'm yep. talking about your other guy that you seem to like that you won't give up for our Houston Texans uh, team. Oh, Pierce? Pierce. Yeah, and, I like um, him at that time. I know. I, we like him. But, see, my only problem is, you know, Gus Edwards. Is Gus, is Gus Edwards a very good mm. running back? I don't think he is. But I think opportunity – will really lean lean these guys in. And so mm-hmm. when I'm looking at pre-draft rankings, there's a lot that go into a pre-draft rankings. You know, for me, I, I'm not – I am a I, – I said, listen, I'm not a sizes, but at the same time, like, I was not in on Jameer Gibbs last year. Um, but near the end of the year and also his opportunity, when the opportunity shows and presents itself – it was there for him, and he was running through the middle, which I didn't expect to have happen. I really did not expect Jameer Gibbs to run down the middle. Um, I I thought for sure they'd scheme him, and that's where things changed for me on Jameer Gibbs is he was elite running up the middle. His speed was next. I mean, absolutely upper-tier elite. Unbelievable. When you you talk about elite players in the NFL, I look at him as nines. Mm -hmm. Then you get to somebody like a Jamar Chase, 10. Justin Jefferson, 10. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, Jameer Gibbs did float into that 10 category for me uh, mm-hmm. near n- middle of the season. I look at Trey Benson as a guy who could easily be RB4 on my rankings post-draft. post-draft. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But looking at pre-draft, looking at injuries, looking at size, looking at what is there with Trey Benson, I, I <clears> just <throat> think that he falls number one for me pre-draft. Now, mm-hmm. I, I look at Trey Benson like he's – everything that you would want Charbonnet to be Mm. Charbonnet and him, in my personal opinion, are a very similar running back where they, they're not necessarily complete finesse with the ball in their hands, but it's not like they don't have what it takes to be finesse. It's just not their game. Uh, They can catch the ball. Both of them can catch the ball, but again, it's not necessarily what they're known for. But they can do it, and they can do it at a high level. 
they they are a barreling running back. You know, I'm not seeing Trey Benson have a lot of insane, quick, agile jump cuts here, there, everywhere. He's uncatchable. He does have it in his game, just like Charbonnet does have a little bit of it in his game, but it's it's not quite their talent. So what are, I see Trey Benson moving forward as more of a typical number one back is that he's able to hit the hit the pockets a little faster than Charbonnet can, and he can get up to top speed. Uh, he's a little bit quicker than Charbonnet is. Oh, he's he's much faster. Much, uh, much faster. Much, much faster. He's got finishing speed. The guy can finish from anywhere on the field if he has an alley. He outruns safeties routinely that have a good angle. Um, I, I, I actually love the way, he, how fast he is once he gets to the edge, but he does run a little upright, which exposes him a little bit, but damn it, man, his contact balance is something else sometimes. And people just end up bouncing off of him and he finishes runs. And we, you and I both love that, you know, the kind of guys that have some edge to him and he has some edge to him and he's running. Um, I like, I like him a lot. He, he has okay hands not great hands like he can catch some dump off routes here and there but he doesn't have a route tree like some some uh somebody else like a bucky irving or you know he's not jameer gibbs but he's he's, not jameer Gibbs. but he's also not like derrick henry i mean he's catching the ball he's able to catch the ball completely so if it's asked of him, I'm sure he can get it done. The mm-hmm. last couple things I wanted to say about him, um, he sometimes does outrun his blocks. Like he is patient yeah. at times, but he is so quick to kind of make a decision that he sometimes his blockers are not yet there to where he wants to be. That's something that can get better with touch and feel. At mm-hmm. the next level, it's going to be different because you have guys that are able to actually keep up with you in the NFL, depending on where he goes. Um, he does slow down a little, though. He He's he's great from in the 20. He, but when he gets to that 40, I think he's going to be fine. But it's in that 45, 50 is where he starts to slow down. Um, but he can still hit the home run. So Zach Moss was this way. You know, you saw Zach Moss was a little bit bigger running back. De- definitely not not this guy. I'm not saying he's Zach Moss. But what I'm saying is Zach Moss is able to hit the home run but isn't noticed uh, as a fast guy. And my my pro comp, and I think you'll probably like this, is Joe Mixon. It's okay. Joe Mixon for me. Yeah. He's just a complete yep. running back. I, I don't see anything in his he's, – he's a seven – and if you get opportunity in the NFL as a seven, I mean, Gus Edwards, right? Zach Moss. It's, you know. I think we're kind of underselling him a little bit. I think he's pretty a dang elite. In in 2022, he forced 70, he, he broke 79 tackles that season. Um, he, in in last season, he that dropped to 45 in 2023. So people got onto his game a little bit. He came from Oregon, transferred out from Oregon uh, to Florida State, and then in 2022 kind of erupted on the scene in the ACC. People didn't really know who he was. And then in 2023, you could see that they were they were going, this guy, we got to game tackle him because he is not going down. Um, he actually has 15-plus uh, 15 yard runs um, for 2023. That dropped from 22 in 2022. So – Efficiency wise, more explosive stuff in 2023, it dropped off a little bit. That's why some people probably are a little hesitant seeing more of that 2023 tape. But bump on that 2022 tape, you're going to start seeing a lot more force tackles and uh, some more finishing ability with him. But yeah, I like him a lot, dude. I think he's great. I I mean, 14 touchdowns, 15 total touchdowns last year. Um, that's a, a, a great great year um only he did have 156 attempts for 905 yards uh yards per attempt 5.8 that's not bad 2022 it dropped it it was 6.5 uh um a touch for him uh yards per attempt so like i said 2023 i think people started scheming against him more because they knew who he was and they started respecting him a little bit more in 2023. Yeah, and it's not like, I mean, it's not like his line was truly incredible, and it's not like their offense was truly incredible, even though they have had some highlight players. Some guys look at Keon Coleman as, as yep. you know, a top five pick. I don't 
really yeah. see that. But Florida State had a good year this year. When I say he's a seven, I mean, I am absolutely respecting him. Because remember, I said Jameer's a nine until you really hit that elite tier to get a 10. Mm-hmm. So if you're ranking everybody at a nine, you're you're looking Brees Hall's a nine, right? Jameer yeah, Gibbs yeah. is a nine. You know, Saquon Barkley, nine. Bijan can step into that elite tier. Kieran Williams, nine. Then you mm-hmm. get to these eights out there, right? Pacheco, Montgomery. The, these are eight. He kind of reminds me of Pacheco a little bit with more wiggle. He does um, a have a more. little more wiggle than Pacheco, but Pacheco is absolutely your prototypical NFL running back. Runs really hard. This guy does not run as hard as Pacheco, be. but I would I would say that he's definitely maybe like I said, right in that seven tier. I mean, he's probably an RB two. You know, mm-hmm. RB two. I, I I'm not seeing him step into that top ten category at all in his career. So yeah, I still mm. rank him RB one. Um, right now, pre-draft again. I just don't know where the landing spots are. I, right. I say give him some opportunity. Put put him somewhere that's going to utilize him. And I mean, put him in Green Bay, and I probably like him a lot more. I may not like Ooh. him this year, but if he could really take over that situation there in in, in a year, I, you might see something crazy with him there. I mean, again, you put him in. I mean. We 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 every year we seem to think that the Ravens landing spot's not good because they got a bunch of running backs there, but no one's healthy, no one's active. No one for stays a full healthy, season. exactly. Keaton Mitchell's there to take that secondary role mm. away from him. So I just think if you can feed this guy on the goal line, if your opportunities are there, I can see him pushing into that high end RB two range. But who do you have number one? So my number one is gonna blow your socks off. It's it's gonna be the mutant himself the next derrick henry the legitimate next derrick henry braylon allen braylon allen this kid busted onto the scene at 17 years old in wisconsin and absolutely crushed it um in his rookie season uh well not his rookie season his freshman season in wisconsin with uh 185 attempts for 1258 yards Yards per attempt, his freshman year at 17 years old, led the NCAA at 6.8 yards per attempt. That is incredible with 12 touchdowns and four fumbles. That's that's one thing. He's been consistently – he's had a couple – couple fumble issues a couple of these years but besides that he is a complete mutant this guy has been built as a pro professional athlete since day one of arriving in wisconsin i think he added a he he i was listening to him he added a little bit of weight into coming into this last year and i honestly think he didn't need it he's six foot two 245 right now when he was a freshman, he was six foot two, two thirty-five. So he said he ended up putting on ten pounds of muscle to try and get faster. And he said he got faster, but I truly don't believe that. I think he needs to drop back a little bit, ease off that a bit. Um, he said that he dropped from eleven percent body fat t- down to seven um, to, in twenty twenty-three, and it, I mean it showed. He looks like a complete freak show out there. He he's six two. Derrick Henry was 6'3", 245 as well. Derrick Henry ran a 4.56 in the combine. I expect, I expect this mutant, um, Braylon Allen, to run a 445. He he if he doesn't run low four fours to mid four fours, I'd be shocked. This guy can finish it from everywhere. He has a 96-yard touchdown to his name, 80-yard touchdown, 70-yard touchdown. The guy finishes it, and when he actually gets fed, you will see in his stats that he scores in pairs. The guy, when he has big-time games, he scores in pairs, and he is, and he's not even getting 20 totes a game. Like, that is what I see with this kid. And also, I think the Wisconsin offensive line was garbage, man. This kid, everybody, I've, I've been seeing some stuff about him online that saying that he has bad feet, He's he he's kind of indecisive, but if you watch some of his games, if you watch some of his games, you're gonna see that his line gets blown back into his feet more often than not, and he does the Le'Veon Bell. Remember when Le'Veon used to put his hand right there on the back trying to figure out what hole to go to? This kid does the same thing, 
and ends up finding this the scene that he needs to get and he ends up getting four or five six seven yards eight yards and that is a talent that he believes in his strength and his feet that he can stay slow and be patient and still hit the gap and seam and find that seam on the back on the cutback he is able to do that so he is not the typical big man he is not you know Brandon Jacobs of the Giants days remember him he's not that guy he is more Derrick Henry than anybody else. And actually, from what I've seen on some reports coming out of Wisconsin, his 10-yard split is faster than Derrick Henry's by uh, – Derrick Henry was a 1.56. That, uh, oh, boy, was under under uh, 1.48 in 10-yard split. That is ridiculous at two, 245.62. So I can't wait to see – because. This is the type of guy that's going to show up to the combine, get in those spandex, and everybody is going to just be like, who in the hell is that? They're going to look at him and be like, what is that over there? Why is that defensive end running the football like the way he does? And that is what I can't wait to – I can't wait to see it. It's going to be it, – people are going to lose their minds when they see this kid running spandex, guaranteed. So – Uh-oh. Bonner. <laughs> it's, it's true. Like I, I, I've been sending, I've been sending Shane a bunch of highlights of this kid for over a cup, like six, seven weeks, eight weeks now since I've been starting this uh, rookie, my, rookie draft stuff, and I just fell in love with him, man. Like I think he's better than his numbers say it is because the sir, he was running against stack box after stack box, man. Cause there is nobody on the outside in Wisconsin to throw to. at 17 years old. At I mean, 17. 17. Yeah. Yes. And, and, and I, I I'm with you. I'm with you a hundred percent. Somebody else that had a very similar draft projection in my mind uh hey Shane yes that's us um he says we're looking good thanks thanks um somebody in my mind uh <laughs> I clearly look good <laughs> I mean come on no but somebody in my mind and and this is what I kept coming back to and um I do have Braylon Allen in my top five I I have good. four Though. Okay. Yeah. I don't, I don't hate it, dude. I don't hate it. This is all pre-draft stuff. If he go, he has to go to a zone blocking scheme team, man. Niners, he also has Cowboys. to go to he somewhere to. that's willing to feature him as the primary feature back. And that absolutely. is somebody that, or the, the Titans were absolutely willing to do that with Derrick Henry. Yep. Um, if you go to a team that is a committee back, or if you draft him like a Charbonnet, I mean, again, it's he may get, and that's the problem is he doesn't have, he has almost little pass catching upside i mean very little he, he can catch a ball thrown to him just like derrick henry brother can. if you actually look at the pass routes he does have he actually has good feel flexibility to go get the ball he does not look like derrick henry catching the ball this kid actually has some flexibility to him even at that size I really want you to look at his uh, catching ability and watch more of it. He had 30 targets last year for 28 catches for 131. Not great. I'm just saying he's able to be an outlet if need be. Um, I don't think Wisconsin was scheming him to do that. Of course not. Yeah, but but let but, me let me yeah. let me give you a reason why. Yeah, and it's because they did they don't trust him in that scenario. Pass pro. Yeah. Well, there's there's a lot of situation situational football where you say, well, uh, can a guy catch? Yeah. Well, sure. On a jugs machine, he can catch. In a game, he can catch a dump off. But if it was his strong suit, then they would be scheming. I mean, it's not like Wisconsin had a, a bunch of incredible receivers there, or yeah. and a tight end that yeah, you know, you would pick to give the ball over a playmaker like Braylon Allen. So that, <clears throat> but I can't quit his age. He is still I love his age. 20 years old. Okay. He's only 20, just turned 20 this yeah, he'll last be 20 month for his rookie year. So that's why that's I can't, that's why I have him as four and I switch my four and five all the time, but mm -hmm. uh, I will keep my five at five and you'll see who my five is. But Braylon Allen is your one. My one is Trey Benson. I okay. think we got to be in consistency here at number two. Yeah. Uh, Trey Benson is my two. 
Um, so that's my two. Okay, so Trey's two. He's my yeah. one. So my two, uh, Bucky Irving. It's it's not okay. even close. But Bucky 5'10", 195, But we're we're watching little running backs doing phenomenal things, especially when given opportunity. Um, Bucky Irving, you just go watch. Just go watch him at, at Oregon. Go watch the game against UW, two undefeated teams playing in the best stadium in college football, which is at Washington. I was there. I was there. I was hammered also, mm-hmm. just to let mm-hmm. you know. But what you saw, <laughs> what you saw was they were scheming to get him in space a lot. A lot. Yep. And when he gets in space, he he takes it and he turns around. He looks for contact, but then he also can wiggle in and out of anywhere he wants. That he led the NCAA in receptions. He is an elite level athlete, and he's perfect for fantasy football. In my opinion, if he gets used like Kieran Williams, he's mm. going to end up being much better than Kieran Williams because Kieran Williams is a sub athlete. Okay. Yes. Bucky Irvin in an exact same role is going to end up being Devon A chain. You know, love, he's he reminds me a lot of Jameer Gibbs of last year, to be honest. The way he catches the football, he's very natural. I mean, same similar size. I, I just yeah, I get it, man. I love it. Keep talking about Bucky. The other thing is I don't, and this may seem like weird, but when you talk about what fantasy football is, right? It has nothing to do with the real NFL. So you look at Braylon Allen, he's a real NFL running back. Okay. But is he good for fantasy football? Well, we'll see. seeing guys be good in fantasy football in this situation, Jonathan Taylor, Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's been in the top 12 almost every year outside of injury. So it's possible, right? Mm-hmm. But then you see guys like Bucky Irvin dominate. I mean, mm-hmm. a Christian McCaffrey esque, mm-hmm. Devon A chain, whenever he's in, it's a 28 point banger. If, he, if he's being utilized in the right way, Karen Williams, you know, it. my whole thing is I don't see Bucky Irvin as a first or second down running back. Absolutely yep. not. And here's the thing. He, I, I did talk about Keaton Mitchell last year. I was hundred percent talking about him. He's super fast. He looked really, really good. And so I was just thinking, okay, but gets drafted in the fourth round or wherever he got drafted. He gets stuck behind guys. So the opportunity wasn't there, but somebody like Keaton Mitchell, somebody like a Bucky Irving, you absolutely cannot quit the athlete that they are. And Mm -hmm. so that's exactly what I was. And this is why it's a good segue to go from Braylon Allen into Bucky Irving is, is that Braylon Allen was not the athlete enough for his own college football team as a 19 year old dude to be schemed in the pass game, which that upside is elite for fantasy football. Yep. It is the exact opposite for Bucky Irving. Bucky Irving was schemed only in the pass game and then utilized on first and second down because he was such a great athlete. Right. Yes, he's undersized, but can we run him on first down up the middle? And he, he did well. I mean, I'm not saying he can't. I mean, this is Buck. Here's Bucky Irving right here. He transferred out of Minnesota um, in 2021, went to Oregon in 2022. He had a hundred first year at Oregon. He had 157 attempts, 1064 yards, yards per attempt at rushing 6.8 yards, brother. That is awesome. Um, The next 2023, 186 attempts for 1192 rush yards at a yard uh, at a yards per attempt 6.4 yards so it didn't drop off but the touchdown skyrocketed in 2023 for rushing went from 5 to 11 so he proved to me to be honest in this new age NFL if they want to run him as the guy and just have a guy spell him here and there he has it in him I don't see why not. Like, I love the mutant Braylon Allen. I love that. I get like, that's awesome. But we all know that the committee back this Bucky Irving could be like Tony Pollard. If he were, if an explosive, efficient guy, if he has a little bit of a, some help 
early on early downs, but I think this guy can do it, man. I really do. And I think he has the frame to add more. He looks a little lean in that. I think every Oregon duck looks kind of lean in the way they wear their pads. And <laughs> I, I just, I just feel like everybody looks lean on that team. Um, but he has, he can, he's, I mean, he's five ten, like one ninety seven. Like he can still add a few more pounds, get up to that two Oh five mark. Why is, why can't he be James cook plus, yeah, and I think it's underutilized about the size these guys could add in the pros. I, I yeah. do uh, I do love the weight room and the weight system at the D1 level, especially at Oregon. I Oregon's mean, they, got it, yeah. Oregon's they, got it. They've yeah. got it. So, I mean, I'm not saying that he can or can't add that extra weight, but once you become a pro, you're not partying every weekend and like you are exactly. in, in college, you know? Yeah. And, and so you you kind of understand now you're on the you're, – you're getting paid nothing. Because the, mm -hmm. these guys are going to be second round picks. They're really not getting paid anything. They got to mm -hmm. make it to second contract. They got to learn to be a pro. And once they do that, they may be able to fix their diet, add five pounds, and be able to be truly elite. And I just I feel that. that Bucky Irving, he is he is almost my number one. Almost I love it, my dude. Number one. I have a hard time keeping him. I have a hard time keeping him out of my top two. Um, but I just love the mutant, and I like Trey Benson, but. Overall, like for the modern NFL, Bucky Irving is an exciting prospect. I mean, is Bucky your three? Is Bucky yes, your three? Bucky, Bucky's my three. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so your two is Trey Benson, and yep. three would be Bucky Irving. Yep. Okay, so I mean that that pretty much secures. So my whole thing is, well, since I got Bucky two, then maybe mm -hmm. I should continue to. Yeah, uh, you should. To talk here as my three. Hold on, I'm yep. writing something for our ticker here. But um, here, I, I just want to spit some stats for you a little bit for Bucky for people that might hate on him a little bit. Broken force tackles, um, uh, tackles broken 69 for the year. He had 34 uh, runs for 10 plus yards for first downs. He had 18 of the uh, of his carries go for 15 plus. Um, 3.99 yards after yards after contact that, I mean, he's pushing four yards. That's elite stuff. I mean, he is just unreal, but you're right though. They schemed the hell out of it. They, they schemed him really well. Yeah. But, but look at this. I was just telling you, you have Braylon Allen who absolutely was not schemed in the past nope. game with, with Trey Palmer on the outside, uh, well, Trey's good. I we know how Trey's how good Trey is. We love Trey. Um, or no, that's Nebraska or Wisconsin. I can't tell the damn white team with the red name with the red letters. But what <laughs> I'm saying is, Bucky Irvin had a rushing quarterback and yep. Troy Franklin, and, and Troy still Franklin. being utilized as one of the most primary looks yep. coming out of their offense in the past game. Yep. And my last thing I want to say about Bucky Irving and why I think he's almost number one, and I will probably change this. I mean, I, I can't wait I to it, see where I he lands. It. Is and unfortunately, he can't go to the Dolphins because they're probably not going to work. I that know way. it. God, it would have been so good. That's a but perfect fit. Bucky Irving, I think, is better than Devon A. Chain because he <sighs> is bigger. Because he's bigger. I look at them bigger. as a very similar running back. But I would like to see Bucky Irving used as a scat back slot receiver. That's how I would really like to see him utilized as somebody that's in the motion at all time, very much a wildcat esque like feel where your primary option is actually being the, the motion guy. He might get the pitch. He might get the, we just don't know. And I just think, man, that's such a dangerous guy to not mm -hmm. have a clue where he's going to line up. Cause he is a legit hands receiver he, as a runner. My, my, my comp for him is Deandre Swift. That's my comp for him. He has similar type of pass receiving skills in space. He has sim very similar cuts, man. So similar on the jump cut. Like it's, it's, it, it's nasty the way he's able to move sideways at full speed. Like <laughs> it's, it's actually fun to watch. Uh, I think he's better. I, just, I think he's better. Yeah, he could be, he very well could be. He seems tougher. Like he seems like he doesn't mind finishing his runs a little bit. <laughs> um, I, I know damn well he wouldn't get stuffed at the one yard line 12 times this year. Uh, oh, if he was on the Eagles, I'm just saying that. Like, I'm a Swifty guy, I'm a big time Swifty. I love Swift, he's one of my favorite running backs in the league. 
but he pisses me off because he doesn't finish like he should. But this kid has a dog in him, even though he at the size he's at. Like that's why he does remind me of Devon A Chain. I I Chan, I like that a lot too. All right, number three for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, I almost put this guy too. That's that's how tough this is. And for everybody that shat on the the running back class of this year. It's not bad. It's actually not bad. I just think that there's, you know, it's not it's just the wide receivers it, are dominant. <laughs> it's just, it doesn't have Jameer Gibbs. It doesn't exactly. have uh, Devon A. Chain, Brees Hall. It No, it doesn't have Kenneth those guys. Walker. doesn't even have Kenneth Walker. Um, as a pure runner, uh, like, as a pure I, runner, correct? Yes, yeah. but Bucky Irving is as dynamic as Kenneth oh, Walker yeah, for can sure. be. So, for sure. I like. But that. number three for me, Jonathan Brooks. I think yep. it's pretty. I think it's pretty uh, secure. Some outlets still have him as RB one. So RB one for most places. That goes most places. Still have would... him post injury, right? So he tore an ACL. Um, most people say th- that if he had not torn his ACL, he would be looked at as a similar esque prospect as Bijan. Mm. Now, I think that that is prospect fatigue. Yes, because you want to go right from Bijan to to Jonathan Brooks on the same team. You want to see the same guy, and I don't think that they're anywhere I the don't same think guy. No, um, but I do think he is significantly better than Roshan Johnson, and th- and that's yes. saying something. Yes. and even after an ACL te- tear, I still see this guy going in the second round. Okay, oh, yes. which is is tough to say because that's actually like the first round for running backs, it seems mm-hmm. anymore. So he has great, uh, he's good size, six foot two oh five. I mean, that's that's about that's, that's right where you want to be. Twenty years old, sat behind Bijan, so he got to study the best running back in the NFL, or at least one of the best running backs in the NFL as far as pure talent. Um, mm-hmm. He has athleticism. He can catch the ball. His cuts are swift. His vision is great. When you watch his tape, you actually lo- you love watching it because he is the perfect running back. He sits for a second, analyzes the gap he should hit, hits the gap hard, looks for contact at the second level. Uh, it's tough to bring down. Um, I just can't see where he is bad. You know, it, there's yeah, the negativity I, on him is injury only. Injury only. I think his pass catching is kind of simple. What they do, they 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 really just run him off to left or right and do a dump off to him and let yeah, him go for it. Yeah, but that's that's great. But you really want that because you I know, but it's just, not a route. It's not a route. It's it not a route. We know that. It doesn't yeah, have to. I be. know. I know. I'm just saying, like with Bucky though, he runs routes. The dude yes. runs routes. Like like Bucky's like the only guy in this class that actually has a route tree. Like this, like with uh, with with Jonathan Brooks, he has two branches on that tree. <laughs> like, like, but he's good at it. Like he he's like he crushes. He crushed Kansas with it. He crushed many uh, Oklahoma with it. I I see what people like about him. He's good size, but I don't know. I think you're right. I I gotta look more into him. But he one thing that he is the best of the class at is pass pro. Period. He is the best out of anybody. Brilliant Allen is probably is actually subpar at that, even at his size. So that tells me he either needs to get coached up or he just didn't want to in the college level. So, yeah, I, I don't even think uh, Trey Benson is as good as Jonathan no. Allen at pass pro. So, I mean, it's nope. not like you're not speaking to the choir here, yeah. you know, as, as far pass as pass pro is a big look. deal. Yeah. So you have Bucky Irving three. And do you have Jonathan Brooks four or okay? So you have Brooks at four. So you have somebody at four that we have already spoke about. Mm-hmm. Who is that? No, Jonathan. Uh, that's Brooks. Jonathan Brooks. Okay, so Jonathan I'm Brooks at four. four. Okay, that's right. My four is Braylon Allen. So Perfect. you've already spoke about that. So I guess we're we're here at <laughs> I guess we're here at five already. Uh, yep. And I'll let you because I think that both of our names are different. I will go ahead and allow you to tell me who your number five is. It's Audric Estime Estime at a Notre Dame. He Interesting. is he, he's okay. literally he's literally Tyler Algier. Of, of a couple years ago. He runs exactly the same. He has a lot of James Conner to him. 
He has a, a fair amount of wiggle for a big guy, six foot, 227, bigger guy. I want to see what he runs because he looks fast, but he plays scrubs. So I want to see what his real straight line is in the combine. He has some real feel like through the trash around the line of scrimmage and he's able to slither on through there like a James Connor. And he has the athleticism to even hurdle guys. The guy can get up. He has a, a fair amount of burst to him for his size. And he, I just think he's a very well-rounded guy, man. I, I, I really do. I think, I think he, He's had last year he had 209 attempts for 1341 yards at yards per attempt, 6.4 yards per attempt, 18 touchdowns, only one fumble, only one fumble. Um, he's a little he's a little old. Is I'm pretty sure he's 22. Um, I, I I gotta look that up. For some reason, it's not right here. But I'm pretty sure he's a little older. Turns than, 21. Turns 21 in December. In September. Yeah, turns 21 in <laughs> September. So that's still fairly young. That's I like really the, young. That's still why young. that's why I that's why he's at 5 for me versus um a Blake Corp. Don't talk uh, about anybody else. That's all I'm saying. Like that's why uh for me, but yards after contact 4.27 above the 4-yard mark. That that's really really good. Um he needs he he's very well balanced. Um, he likes, he prefers gap scheme versus zone. So he need, but he actually can run both quite well and is actually quite successful at both. So he's a great all around back. He has 22 yards of 15 plus yard runs, 22 of them this last year. So that's really good as well. So the guy can finish, he can finish from distance and he's a big guy and he just does everything kind of well. And I think Notre Dame, I kind of, when Kyron Williams came out, I said the same thing about him. I, I I liked him on tape, but when he ran what he ran and, and he was came slow, in, so he you're was right. slow as shit. You got and scared off of it because of his athletic ability. So yes, yeah, I so got scared off of it. And he actually dropped out of my top five that year because of that. And I regret it fully because I had him at number three of the class before pre-draft. So this year I'm looking more into this Notre Dame running back. And I want, I think he's my, in my top five, but it's very close with the other name that you're going to go with. <laughs> well, you don't know who I'm going to go with. I know really who you're cool. going with. No, you don't. But I wish that you could, we're going to give me a second to tell you who my five is. But one, if you're watching the chat, thank you very much. Appreciate you. Or if you're watching the stream, great. If you're listening, great. Go in, watch the stream, give us a like, give us a follow, give us a rating, a review, whatever. We're just yeah, yell us at out. us, tell us we're crazy. I don't know. Yeah, we had a LeBron care. fan in in the chat last night. He was, yeah. <laughs> I don't know how, but he got here. He but got here. Uh, let me read what I had about Audric Estime because <clears throat> it's uh it's tough with Estime and Braylon Allen. Uh, Braylon Allen more than Audric is that I can't quit the age. It's hard to age. Quit age. So turns 21 in September. So, I mean, he's ba he's 20 right now. He's mm. 5'11", 227, 18 touchdowns. Yes, um, sir. Notre Dame is no slouch of a football team. I mean, they're tough. You know, they're tough. Uh, Audric Estime is not fast, but he has breakaway touchdown ability. He He's does. just incredibly tough to bring down, bro. 5'11", yeah. 227. He's not Marshawn Lynch. He doesn't have that aggression that Marshawn has, but he is incredibly tough to tackle. He has yeah. a great contact center balance. It's it's really, it's really, really good. Yeah. Um, He's uh, he's got great awareness. Uh, he's again. I go back to Charbonnet because he's big. It's Braylon Allen, Charbonnet. They all kind of they all are, are Trey Benson, Charbonnet, Braylon Allen. These big guys that don't they're not necessarily agile. They're not necessarily incredibly dynamic, um, but they all kind of look about the same to me. And you and I who, like Charbonnet. You know go what ahead. my comp is for him, Jay Ajahi. He, he runs a lot like J.J. He tough as nails, can finish from distance, can do it all. He just doesn't pass catch very well. Like he does, he wasn't really asked to do it very much. Um, same thing with J.J. So I, that's my, like throwing it back to Boise State, my guy. Like that, that, like that is my comp for him. I, I think he's, and 
Jay Jahi, Tyler Algier. I think Tyler Algier is a more complete back. Um, I think out of the past game, he's more complete than Audric, but that's where that's, well, that's my issue with Audric and why I don't have him top five. I don't even have him top eight, I think. Okay. So okay. my, my problem is he's a better NFL running back than he it's is true. a fantasy football running back. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that I saw about his game is that he's not, he is not, I said, he's not fast, but he's also not a good accelerator. Like, he hits, and I, this is my favorite sentence I've ever wrote about a prospect, is he hits the holes with confidence and not mm-hmm. acceleration. Like, mm-hmm. he hits it, and he, knows he where trusts he's going. it. He knows where he's going. He trusts it, and it's just not incredibly dynamically fast. If you're putting Bucky Irving through the same hole, Bucky's oh. about five yards ahead of him, it seems like. Yeah. Um, the last thing I'll say is I, I really do love Notre Dame football players. Uh, they seem to be great coached, um, incredibly sounded football. It seems like guys you can put on the NFL football field and they will not be, you know, be disappeared. They they grab schemes really easily. It's something I like about Notre Dame players. So I like Audric Estime. When I watched his tape, I just wasn't – I didn't find myself falling in love um, with him. I just – what I saw was a solid, solid NFL running back that you're going to be able to count on, a lot like a James Conner, but with less pass-catching ability. So my fifth player um, that I have ranked to round out the top five before we get into a little bit of fun stuff. Sleep reaction? Um, okay, name the guy I'm going to name. Three, two, one, go. The Washington kid. Who's that? No, oh, um, Dylan Johnson. You thought Dylan, Dylan Johnson, Johnson would be my five? <laughs> thought you were going to go hometown. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not Dylan Johnson. Go ahead. It is Kentucky running back Ray Davis. Okay. And and please, the second you hear this, turn around. Stop right. Stop what you're doing. Go watch some tape on this guy. Uh, just watching it a couple hours ago. 5'10", 216. Perfect size. Perfect yep. size. He, uh, I, I cannot fathom why he is not getting more love in a weak running back class because mm-hmm. he is one of these absolute risers. Uh, you will see it when you see him at the combine, when you see what he does, when you start looking into tape, when you start going back, when you start, you'll all of a sudden say, it's like, oh, shoot. He is better than Audric Estime. Oh shoot, he is better than Will Shipley. Oh shoot, he is better than Dylan Will Johnson. Shipley sucks. So here's the thing. I love Ray Davis and I'll put a flag Good. plant on Ray I like Davis. That. The only like problem it. is I also put a flag plant last year on freaking what's his face that well didn't get opportunity and this is what we're talking about. Uh Tampa Bay running back from from drafted Sean last Tucker. year, Sean Tucker. God, I always forget these names off the top when I'm so. I always have. I'm like here. your left side of your brain. I yeah, I know you need. Yeah, I'm so locked in on my rookies here. So Sean Tucker is another flag plan of mine from last year. The problem with these running backs and the problems that will always happen with these running backs when you get to pre-draft is the only thing that matters is where they land it's and true. the opportunities that are in front of them. The only guys that seem to be able to, to usurp improper landing spots or or not as good opportunities as when they are extra dynamic. So mm-hmm. a Bucky Irving will always be a guy that you'll look at. It's like, well, we are just not getting him enough touches. He's just true. So yes, Ray Davis, but you, you talk about Braylon Allen is this way. <clears throat> Trey Benson is probably this way. Audric Esme is this way where, where these guys they're not going to be the guys that you look at the Bucky Irvings. You know, these aren't going to be the ultra electric fast guys. But if you are a Devin Singletary, if you're put in a situation where you're Devin Singletary, where you're Damon Pierce, Damian Pierce, where you That's are such a good comp for Ray Davis. Damian you are freaking given, Pierce. When you yeah. are given the lion's share of the workload for a full year, Brian Robinson. You know, when you are trusted to carry the ball on first and second down, what can you do with it? What are, you know, and if Ray Davis gets that shot, I'm 110% wheels up on him. He catches the passes. Great. He is a great pass catcher. Go watch him. He's not afraid. He catches catches the ball ball great. And runs routes. Okay. Wants to run routes and is upset when he is not running more routes. So that's one thing. Great feet. Good cuts. Great burst, good vision. I mean, 
he's not a natural wide receiver like a wide receiver is, but you, he's just not afraid to run a deep wheel route and be targeted 25 yards down the field. Um, he's great in the open field. He runs violent, but also with finesse, he is a Le'Veon Bell to me. That's what he seems like to me. Okay. He's not Le'Veon Bell. Like we know what Le'Veon Bell turned into sure. because he was targeted in the past game. So my whole thing is give Ray Davis that opportunity and see what he turns into because I think that he is every bit the runner that Trey Benson is. He's not as fast as Trey Benson, no. I don't think. But that's no. okay. I think 22 he's more miles per hour. Guy. 22 miles per hour is not reached by 80% of these running backs. I, I would be, sh I, I wouldn't be shocked if Trey runs a sub four, four, I would not be shocked. The guy can move. He can move. Okay. We'll see if he can get up to sub four, four by the 40. I think maybe he's a 50 yard, you know, 22. I don't know. We'll have to just freaking see. So I think I shocked some people with the Ray Davis take. I actually, no. and I mentioned this, I mentioned Good. this. If, if I were to put my absolute nuts on the table, like my real nuts on the table, it would go Bucky Irving, Jonathan Brooks, Ray Davis, Trey Benson. That's how much I like Ray Davis, and I. but I like Sean Tucker this much too. I'm not saying the egg's on my face. I'm saying that Sean Tucker went to a scenario where we had a rising star, and not even a star. I mean, Rashad White may take a step back. Rashad White may be a candidate to sell this offseason because you may be able to bet on the fact that there is a guy like Sean Tucker coming behind him. Maybe Rashad White can't run through the tackles. I don't know. He looked good he, this he's year. He's not very efficient know. with the rushing, but he is damn good pass catching, man. Like he is unreal. So yeah. they need some he needs to get some help. He looked tired sometimes with the full workload this year. Um I think the line at Tampa Bay sucked too. They weren't good. They didn't give him a lot of room. But, yeah, I, I agree with you. I like it. Um, I think Ray, Dav Ray Davis is my seven, so we're not far off. Um, but my six is my dude, my sleeper. If this guy can just get the right opportunity, he has had, he has so much tread on the tire still. He, he wasn't used a lot at USC. My guy, Marshawn Lloyd. Marshawn Lloyd is literally when I'm when he's when I'm watching him run the football, he looks like almost a faster Josh Jacobs when he is running and that first cut on the edge. He really knows how to sell that cut and get to the cutback and be able to just hit it. And in the passing game, he leads he leads the NCAA for the passing uh, for yards per reception at seventeen point eight yards. This kid is electric. He just was not used because they had a senior running back that was taking on a lot of the work. You know, they were they were a passing offense, and Caleb Williams was throwing the ball, you know, a million times, and they weren't running the football. They should have ran the football a lot more, but because this was a Caleb Williams centric team, he just didn't get the opportunity. But that's great as a pro, though, because you're gonna get the the tread is good. You're good. He, he came out of South Carolina. He was only at USC um, this year, and he crushed it. He did really well. He was only one year at USC, and he did really well. He he was very explosive to me on tape. I just think he needs more opportunity, um, and he needs to do a little bit better with pass pro. Uh, that, that was probably why he didn't get to stay on the field as much um, because they trusted the senior uh, to be able to pass block a little bit more. Um, for Caleb Williams, but this kid is electric. He can do it. He is flexible when he's catching the ball, natural hands catcher. He, he can catch outside the frame. He can adjust his hips to, you know, there, there was many times where Caleb Williams threw it behind him. And this kid was able to catch it off his hip and go. And go for third. Marshawn Lloyd uh, tore his ACL as a true freshman. So he he yep. does have a singular ACL yep. injury there, which is also kind of what led to his transferring to USC. Yep. Um, 
the USC running back position has been devoid of any real extreme Anybody talent. real for a while. Um, yep. For a little bit now, Marshawn Lloyd did fit into that. But, yeah, Marshawn Lloyd to me is very much Jordan Addison, where Jordan Addison did take a a, a dip in production going over to USC. Um, I don't know if it's the cornerbacks there or there's only one, there was only one option, which could be a Marshawn Lloyd thing. Marshawn Lloyd's 23 years old as well. He's, he's older because he did. He is. Uh, and that's why that's why it's a tiebreak with me. Like the only reason I I, I have him over Blake Corum is because of workload. Blake Corum it was used and abused by Michigan at his size. The he, for my my comp for Blake Corum is literally Doug Martin. The guy is a muscle hamster, and he's gonna run. People think he's gonna run a low four four or a sub four four four. So if he does that, he bumps up, of course. But they both are the same age. I just like the tread. Uh, uh, is less tread on the tire with uh, Lloyd. So I like uh, Marshawn Lloyd. He's lighting up the senior bowl. <clears throat> bowl was the most dynamic runner at the senior bowl. <clears throat> and that's with guys like McCaffrey's uh, family member out there. Um, the thing about Marshawn Lloyd that I am going to quit you know, and so remember, I said we can't quit Braylon Allen's age with Marshawn Lloyd. It is his older, and he's, yep, he's small. Old, he's five nine. Not to mention, Marshawn Lloyd did not. He is explosive, a player, but he it has not been able to show that production with an elite offensive quarterback. Um, <clears throat> where Blake Corum was asked to carry the load, carry the whole team. <laughs> now, <clears throat> this is why I have Blake Corum six. So I, my I don't my, mind it. I, I don't my mind six that at is all. Blake Corum. My seven's Marshawn Lloyd. My eight is Audric Estime. So I do want to talk about Blake Corum since you went in on your six here. Go for um, it. Blake Corum is everything that you would want from a NFL first and second down running back who is five foot nine. The the guy, so he took so Charbonnet had to leave because Blake Corum took the job from him when Charbonnet was injured, left to mm -hmm. UCLA. Blake Corum came out, broke out. Okay. Then at nearing the end of the year, they had a backup in Donovan Edwards who was showing out. Okay, Blake Corm's going to leave to the NFL. We all scouted him last year. Blake Corm did not end up leaving the NFL, ended up coming Can't back. You would think Donovan Edwards, who is ascending as a running back in that offense, would end up getting a lot more run than he did. Absolutely not. Blake Corm, you know, <laughs> secured the job. Now, <laughs> why, why do you say that? I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of, well, he's a senior. He's got more seniority. He's just better. I, I I'm I'm not sure if he's better that or not. That's not the conversation we're getting into right now. I've not to put them tape to tape. I do think that he is a better in between the tackles running back, which is what they relied on because maybe JJ McCarthy it was not complete last year. Maybe he was, maybe he wasn't, but I didn't see it him as a complete player. But I still have JJ McCarthy as my fifth quarterback. But Blake Corum, there's absolutely nothing that you really hate other than nope. his size. He's got short area quickness. He's just a good, smart running back. The yep. reason why I have him six and won't take talent above him is because he's ready, NFL ready, tomorrow. Put Turkey. him on whatever team takes Blake Corum will start him on day one if they need to, and they will have an upgrade at whatever they have for probably 12 NFL football teams. And right I think, I, and I think within modern NFL, they are looking at RBs, no matter the age, really as one contract players. So if he's getting one contract, he's 27 when he's done with his first contract, I think NFL, NFL teams, don't mind that so they might just trade because he is like if 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 i was just going off of a complete back blake corn would probably be close to number three but 
he is older, so I like the young pups to come up. I like the age. I like having a little bit more age wiggle than having a 23-year-old back that's been highly used. So that's the only thing with me with him. But I like him as a player. I think he's a fun player to watch. I think he's a leader. I think he, like I said, my he's Dougie Martin to me, man, um, in a lot of ways. He looks just like Dougie Martin when he runs the football. Um, I, I, Yeah, it's he, he's in the prototype of a Dougie Martin and Mark Ingram. Like, he's he's that size. All right, Brandon and I, if if you're here, stick around. I, I, I'm going to do this real quick. We're going to do a quick little super flex mock draft, put you on the spot right now. Okay, let's do I it. I know you don't have it. We're not going to do it no. anything, but we're just going to talk it out. We And we may go as many players as we can go here. We don't let's know do the landing spots. We're just going to go based off of who we like, where we like them. And I know you love Caleb Williams. Uh, mm-hmm. You could talk small, just small about the, the – I'm not – yeah. Maybe not. So Superflex just... Dynasty Rookie Mock Draft. Pick number one, Brandon, you're on the clock. It's Caleb Williams, not even close. Let's move. Caleb Williams, number one. Now, I have a little theory going on right now. I know. We've, I... Talked, we've talked about this today in the group chat, but I get a little, I get a little squirmy about the Cliff Kingsbury to Washington. And I wonder what it would really cost to move up to draft Caleb Williams, especially if they if they do this Eli Manning thing with Phillip Rivers here. And so if they did that, am I that secure in the fact that they would go, Chicago would one, even go QB at two, or if they did, why wouldn't they go with Jaden Daniels over Drake May? I think that is going to happen. And if it does happen, I like Jaden Daniels at pick two to the yep. Bears. Yeah. So now we have we have Drake May feasibly going to your or Shane's Patriots. You are on the clock at 1.03 super flex mock. Marvin time. Harrison. Okay, so that's where I was going is if if we go Drake May at three, does it change Marvin Harrison in a super flex? I don't think it does. Um, I also would go right after you to pick four going Malik neighbors. Yep. Um, yep, yep I yep. like Malik enough, even if he's in Shikara, even if he's at New York Giants. Um, I, I just like him. I think it's hard to quit the talent at 1.04 Malik neighbors. 105 would be Drake man. Drake man at 105. That's a chicken gizzard pick right there because no, you, just, don't that's where he belongs. Do it. you don't want to do it. So no, if you took Jaden Daniels, I, I would have took Jaden Daniels if he was a third quarterback, but I know it, the quarterback pick here though, is a chicken gizzard pick. No, it's not. I think it's a chicken it's gizzard right pick. pick. Okay, anyway, 105 would be uh, Drake May going to the Patriots. So now we we talked about this, and this is, you know, if you watch back our, our, back our pods, this is the, the pick of destiny right here, pick six. So now <laughs> I'm faced with a Romo Dunze, uh, Brock Bowers pick. Um, Dan, this is tough. It's really tough. Um, if it. I'm if I'm faced with this pick, and okay, who is Brock Bowers being drafted by? Just say the Chargers, just the nuts, the nuts place. Go for if it. If it's the nuts, I'm going Brock Bowers at six. Fuck it. Okay. Brock Bowers okay. goes off 106. I just I love it. I love Harbaugh's opportunity to be able to say, okay, maybe let's pull off our receivers, quit getting them injured. They're long in the tooth. Let's lean on our young, dynamic tight end. Let's get a fucking Laporta out of it, and let's start to change things here uh, for the Chargers. 106, Brock Bowers making your chicken gizzard easy pick here. No, I'm going to take Michael Penix. Oh, and he shocks people. Michael Penix goes 1.07. He's skyrocketing. So Penix, who so who are we imagining in our fake mock draft here? Since you selected him, you get to pick the landing spot. I think he ends up going to be a Bronco. 
All right, Penix has a Bronco. I'm not saying I love in it. This, but in this form. Yeah. 1.07 Dynasty Superflex Mock Draft Penix 1.07. This makes it fairly easy for me. Yep. Romo Dunze, yep. if you got 1.08 and Romo Dunze is there, I'm not going any other quarterback. Yep. I don't care if it's a super flex. I love it's Romo Dunze. Hey, here's the thing, especially for me in this little mock that we had, I almost went Romo Dunze six. So I ended up going Brock Bowers at six and Rome fell to me at eight. I win here. This yeah. is absolutely a win. 1.09, Brandon. 1.09. Where Where's Brian Thomas landing? Or where's Troy Franklin? You get to pick. You're the one making the picks. So you actually get to pick. I think Troy Franklin ends up a Kansas City Chief. It lines up too good. I think he ends up being there. And I'll take Troy, my flag plant. Okay, so Troy Franklin would be your flag plant at 1.09. So 110, this is tough for me here because That's as 108. much. 109s now. No, 108 was Odunze. Seven was Penix. Eight was Odunze. Nine was uh, uh, Troy Franklin going to the Chiefs. And this is tough for me because I I am a Brian Thomas Jr. guy. I really am. Mm -hmm. And I I know that he is going to go, in my personal opinion, top 20, which Troy Franklin's not going top 20, in my opinion. Even if Brian Thomas falls and he falls to 22 or something like that, like I said, the Dolphins, I really, really, really love it. I think Um, the cards. For the future. Uh, My problem is you get another quarterback and it's a super flex spot. And where do they land? And that's, that's my problem. You know, it, it seems like right now, it seems like the saints are locking up Derek Carr and they're going to punt the QB at least. Really? Yeah. They restructured Derek Carr's contract. Okay. Um, I, they still may draft a quarterback. I'm they just should. saying it looks like the way they've restructured it is they're going to punt it to next year. If, if that happens, they would really have to land on, on somebody good next year because they have an older team. So I don't know. You already picked Penix going to the Broncos. Broncos so, or the Raiders. Those are the two, I think. Well, so let's say it goes Broncos. And uh, Broncos, I think, are a one pick ahead of the Raiders if I – I think. Can you look yeah. that up for me real quick? I think quick? Raiders are 16. Seahawks are 16. I think Raiders oh, are 15. No, okay. 15's the Colts. 14 is, I think 14's the Raiders. 12 is the Broncos. Okay. Man, this is freaking tough. This is tough because if, if, if JJ, if JJ McCarthy gets selected in the first round and, and if he ends up in Seattle or if Bo Nix ends up in Seattle, I just think offensively that's something i'm gonna want to attack so let's shake this up let's shake it up at 110 i got jj mccarthy to the seahawks Mm. and that and that's the i'm just gonna pick the landing spot i'm not saying i necessarily love that but if that happens if we were by chance to do something crazy like that i love jj mccarthy and i'm gonna pick him over bo nicks and this is what i did in my rankings too and I'll so take Bo Nix wherever he lands at 111. At 11? God, you are such a chicken gizzard this draft. You are such I might, a I just, that makes I, it That makes I it easy me. for me. Brian Thomas it's Jr. Brian Thomas. Yeah, I was yeah. either going to take Brian easy Thomas. Me. Or oh, God. I, I may. I, so we got Caleb Williams, Jaden Daniels at two. And this in this mock that we just faked up here, Jaden Daniels went to the Bears in a trade back scenario with the Washington Commanders. Love that for Jaden Daniels. Yeah, it would be great. Three would be Marvin Harrison. Easy pick there. Uh, mm-hmm. Marvin Harrison would end up going to the Cardinals at four. Then you have uh, five. No, no, no. Four. Pick four. Would be, neighbors. Or no, no. Four was neighbors by me because I don't mm-hmm. like Drake May. Not a big Drake May guy, especially if he lands at the Patriots. So I went ahead with Malik Neighbors, trusted the talent, trusted the uh, the high upside opportunity here, which I love that. Neighbors at four. You chicken gizzard out at Drake May at five. You did this all the way through the draft. You chicken gizzard. I don't know out. what you're, you're giving value every pick. What am I, I supposed know, to do? But, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Put your nuts on the table. That's what I said. Put your absolute nutsack on the table and 
I'm not going to steer people wrong. Drake Mays the pick at 105 if he's there, period. Okay, fine. Chicken gizzard. I went Brock Bowers at six with the nuts landing spot. No, with the it's not because in this draft, few okay. Go. I don't care where he lands. He's not worth the one hundred six. Period. All right, we've discussed this. Agree to disagree. Maybe I got six and eight, and I ended up winning. So Brock Bowers, I believe, can do wonders in the Chargers with that uh, elite quarterback who will probably target him really well. Seven, Michael Penix went to the Broncos for you at seven. Okay, me at eight, easy pick. Roma Dunze, electric. I, w- I should have picked. I, I I was thinking about Rome or him. So, but I it's super flex. I think Michael Penix is on fire right now. He's rising up. Every board we see, I see, my Penix is rising. Period. So, and if the I, Broncos I, go Penix. I mean, that's you're putting a lot of faith into the guy. I liken Penix to Stroud. I, he 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 screams Stroud to me. The whole we love Penix. We love big Penix energy. We we're a big fan of Penix energy. Big, big time. Here, uh, that was eight, or no, mine was Roma Dunze at oh, yeah. So I went Roma Dunze at eight, you went Penix at seven, I went Roma Dunze at eight. Mm-hmm. Then we went nine, and That's you went flag, Troy, Troy Franklin, flag planted, drafted to the Chiefs. Now that was actually after I or after Brian Thomas, he wasn't the top receiver drafted in the NFL draft, but the nuts landing spots with the Chiefs got him all the way up to nine. That's the best case scenario. That's ceiling for Troy. Yes. And then I went at 10. I went Brian Thomas Jr., right? Yep. Yep, Brian Thomas Jr. I think he's good. No, you went J.J. McCarthy, my guy. I went J.J. McCarthy at 10 with a wild pick. I put my nuts on the table. J.J. McCarthy at 10, drafted by the Seahawks. First round. Won't play for a year. Wow, J.J. McCarthy drafted at 10 to the Seahawks. That's a great landing spot, really. It's probably the best landing spot for him, to be honest. Especially if you're Um, a J.J. guy. Yeah, if you like J.J., you want him to go to the Seahawks. Oh, yeah, 100%. And he gets to play against Harbaugh. Or well, I guess not against Harbaugh. No, Sorry, he's no. not at no, but he's, he's in California. <laughs> he's in California. Uh, and then 11, 11 oh. was your pick, and you, oh. I, Bo Nix. That's right. That's right. You went Bo Nix. So you just decided again, chicken gets your out, pick flex. the quarterback with the value, super flex, lands anywhere, and then I went 12, Brian Thomas Jr., which was a gift. Now, dare we even stretch this anymore? No, I think that's one. enough. He scared you, you get, off? <laughs> go, go. No, not at all. I mean, we're at uh, an hour and six minutes. I know. Um, so. All right. There you go. A little fun, little mock draft. Little, little one round mock draft. We're going to do a larger one. Let's do a at least a two round mock the next time we get together. And we'll do it with landing spots and we'll have it all on the ticker tape and we'll make it really awesome. Yes, we're going to do our best to get it there. So, all right. Well, I hope you enjoyed the end of this podcast and the whole uh, watch parts one, two, and three. We went over our rankings for wide receivers, quarterback, and tight end, and then running backs. It's a phenomenal class, just as we thought it might be. I tanked almost every dynasty team that needed to be tanked just to kind of fluff up my fluff up my my life for this uh i appreciate you guys for tuning in thank you very much give us a like a follow a subscribe we will be back soon thank you yeah. 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 Yeah.